Warning, the following program has been rated M for mature due to language, vulgarity, and sexual innuendo. Welcome to the highlight of your week. They are the truth seekers looking to change the world for the better. Using the latest research and groundbreaking science, they seek to inform the simpletons. They dream of a day filled with gays, where women get paid like dicks and religion doesn't try to fuck kids. They are the intellectual saviors! Prepare yourself for atrociousness. All phasers set to fuck. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. We are live on the internet. Yeah, except for the people that, that are. What the hell are you li- doing? Listening to this? I, it's been I don't know. Recorded. It's live. I feel like I have to ham it up or something. You definitely <clears throat> did that. I'm one of your hosts, Eric. And I'm Michael. I'm Boggs. Yay! Hooray us! us. So awesome. So tonight, special guest. Yep, yep, yep. Another interview. Another nope. interview. Oh, nope. oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. The other guest. We have several, really. Well, we have... Yeah, well, we have... Which guest are you referring to? We have one that matters, then we have one that doesn't. The one that matters is Logos Pilgrim. We have her on talking about her book, uh, There's a Hula Girl on My Dashboard. Um, that'll come a little later. But right now, we have joining us the great Brad Wiley! Woo! Yeah! Hi. Oh, hey, hey, Brad. hey, Brad. How's it going? How's it going? And are we? Is this this podcast? Speak up, Hi, goddamn it! Hi, Brad. Put your mouth is on this the podcast? mic, Brad. Is what is our it's, podcast? Oh, it's your boy. It's your boy Boggs. Hi. Hey. Oh my god. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Can we start the show over? Yeah, let's Please. just do this again. Christ. Can so, you not hear me? No, yeah, I can we hear, hear you fine. fine. Then go fuck yourself. <laughs> so, so, first of all, uh, be sure to follow us at the uh, Intel Saviors on Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. On the Twitter. And then go to uh, Facebook or Facebook Facialbook, as we call it. And, uh, just type in the Intellectual Saviors. You'll find the intellectual us. Yeah, just saviors. Google Intellectual yeah, Saviors. Yeah, Google us. There's like 15 you'll, pages. You'll find all the crap on there. Yeah, we're on every fucking thing. Yeah, we're everywhere. Are we oh, on Reddit? Yeah, you motherfuckers. We're like herpes. I do put us on Reddit. We're everywhere. You, you sons of bitches, go Red to tube? fucking iTunes and fucking rate us and leave some comments. God damn it. I mean, what what the fuck? You get free entertainment? Just Whoa. do it! Whoa. Whoa. Sorry. You I'm sorry. I have to apologize. I feel like I started the yelling I'm s- match. I'm sorry. And now everybody well, has you, to feel no, like... You started I, uh, in excitement and he took this in an angry direction. I, uh, I apologize. I yelled because I felt attacked. Go for it, Brad. Just fucking get don't, get it out of your system, put, dude. Don't put baby in a corner. Do you have a do you have your what rape whistle on? You can blow that. It's from a movie, damn it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Don't put baby don't put baby in a corner. It's from okay? Dirty Dancing. Don't act like you've never seen it. I have not seen Dirty Dancing. Now let me say this. I do like Patrick Swayze. Uh not Fuck anymore. He'll live forever, man. No. What do you mean? He's having beers. He's having beers with Jesus uh, in heaven. Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> no, he's not. He's alive, dude. Let me, let me, having beers with Jesus. Patrick Swayze? <laughs> yeah, he really he's not alive. Know Patrick let, Swayze is dead. Let me dead. tell you a little Patrick secret. Patrick Swayze is not dead. Let me tell you a little secret. Ghost wasn't okay. a documentary. His ass is as dead as can be, dude. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> he is so fucking. I dead. refuse to believe all of you. God damn it. Um, I don't care what evidence you have. I re- I don't believe it. We got important stuff to talk about. I just want to say right now, we're going to play the interview. Boggs wasn't here for the interview. Yeah. So he showed up late because we pre-taped because we have to accommodate our Canadian friend who joined us this evening because that's we're stand-up guys. That's the way we do things. Um, so I just want one quick nugget because we always got to start the show off serious like we have this one. And then we're going to kick it to the interview. And then after that, breaking fucking news. Right. Uh, <laughs> Breaking news that broke on the uh, the TMZ podcast, Rockin' Dudes. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a fucking discussion. It's going to be fantastic. Um, now, I just want to bring up one thing that I don't know when people are going to listen to this, but if they listen to it in the next week or two, today we raised the American flag at our new embassy in Cuba. Cuba Gooden Jr.'s ass. Hey, Whoa. Isn't that where... In some, no, it? no, Michael, not at all. What is that wrong? Michael, what? Show me the money. Well, I will show it to you after you fucking show suck my money. cock. Okay. And then raise the flag. Five they did it kind of like at dollars um, plus tags. What at ponchos? They fucking raised the flag. Yeah, raise they wanted the more flag. nachos. Raise, raise the, the flag. flag. Something, something, something. I don't remember it either. Honestly, something. I just remember raise the flag because that's all I fucking did there. I, no one outside of Texas probably knows what the say, fuck we're talking about. Or North Texas. Actually. Yeah, Poncho's is a restaurant that does that, and they have a little saying. But they're they don't have should a be saying. The they have a little and then fucking flag on the tables that you raise when you want a server to come by because you want more shit. Yeah. And granted, it's a Mexican flag, but in this case, nobody gives a shit. Cuba, Mexico. Pfft. Should we go and protest ponchos wow. for having Mexican flags instead of U.S. flags? Uh, we should. <laughs> Fuck them. Seems like everything these days is about fucking flags. God so. damn them. God damn them. Figure we need to jump into that. Anti-American sons of bitches. Why don't we have a flag? We should fucking make a flag. <clears throat> we'll do that. So, fun facts. Oh, Fredo says that you have to raise the flag because they don't speak English. There you go. I did kind of. I I, <sighs> I was putting words in his mouth a little bit. Son of he a He just bitch. put because that they don't speak hot. English. Here we go. Race- I don't know if he was actually referring to the flags. Here starts the racism. <laughs> so this is the first time in 54 years that the American flag has been raised in Cuba. Oh no, Fredo confirms that's exactly what he meant. Uh, <laughs> good job, Fredo. I'd, I'd assume as much. I like Fredo. He's a piece of shit like us. Whoa. Um, wow. I mean, that in a good way. I mean, like us, in a good way. Because we're... I'm not a piece of shit. Good, you're... Okay. So okay. anyway... That's a stretch. I am a piece sec- of shit. You, <laughs> the Secretary of State, John Kerry, was on hand for the celebration. First time in 70 years uh, we've had a U.S. diplomat, Secretary of State, show up in Cuba. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Cubans just recently opened up their embassy in D.C. on July 20th. I just gotta say, I don't, I've never understood this whole embargo against Cuba thing. Like, I get it, like, okay, they're kind of, they're commie, and they're friendly with the Russians when the Cold War and everything back, blah, 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 blah. Uh, how come we've made friends with the Russians, and we fucking sucked their fucking cocks in the 80s under Reagan, but yet we still shit on little, tiny Cuba that doesn't have any military weaponry that could do any damage whatsoever to us? It's because they won't conform to what we want them to be. Oh, that's right. I forgot. If they don't do what we want... They don't then... do what we want, oh, no, so no, we no. took a giant shit on them. No, no. It's because they have basically a dictatorship, unlike the Saudis, who we fucking love, <laughs> even though they behead their fucking women and sh- or the people in public, and they don't allow women to fucking go outside without a man. And Yeah, but... But hey... Once again... They're worse than the Cubans. It's because they don't do what we ask, so... <sighs> 
were like, what the fuck? You're like some tiny little fucking country. Go fuck yourself. I just want to say, dude, I am looking forward to when they open it up. I've, I've already discussed with the wife. We're making a trip there, dude. I want to go check it out. Cause it looks there's a lot of people cool. in my, at my work that want to do that. Oh, it's going to be badass. I, and I'm saying field trip. Anybody who listens to us, you want to go? We're going to set this up. Big fucking field trip. All the we're, we're all going. You, I mean, you got to pay for your own fucking shit. I ain't paying for it. But if you want to come, <laughs> I'll tell you when I'm coming. You guys all come. We'll have a good fucking time. We'll go to Cuba and we'll we'll make them fucking put an embargo against us after we show up there. And we'll fix that. They'll be like, no, 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 no. No Americans. Go home. We don't want you here. We've had enough. We made a mistake. Terrible mistake. They'll take that fucking flag down so fast. No more fucking tortilla chips. They'll be pulling that flag down <laughs> like nobody's business. You're going to get off the boat, and there's going to be a bunch of people with a bunch of signs that say capitalist pigs. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there will. With a picture of you. Aw. I'm sad. Now I'm sad. Let's go to the interview, and everybody, let's cheer everybody up. So, here go, everybody. Check out an interview uh, led by Eric, so if it sucks, it's all Eric's fault. It's uh, Logos Pilgrim, talking about her new book. What's it called, Eric? There's a hula girl on my dashboard. That's correct. Here we go. And joining us now is author and uh, prolific blogger, Logos Pilgrim. How are you doing today? Not bad at all, thank you. I'm quite uh, pleasantly, mildly intoxicated, so <laughs> not bad at all. <laughs> that's, that's how we always are, so just stick the IV up and we're good to go. Um, I followed your sage advice, let's say. <laughs> um, so you contacted us, I believe, at first via Twitter. Yes. And then eventually through our direct messages and stuff, you emailed us and you were kind enough to uh, give us your uh, book, which oh, is uh, fantastic. I got to say, I had to love it. <laughs> thank you so much, goodness. Thank you. Uh, the book is titled, There's a Hula Girl on My Dashboard. Um, how I, ah, uh, man, I left, I lost it. What's the last part? <laughs> how I left faith behind and yeah. embrace life, which That's you can find good. on Amazon, which we'll post. We have posted links. We'll post the links again for anybody to check out. Thank you. Um, thank you very much. You definitely had me right at the beginning. Um, the, the first line when you said, ah, childhood, it was the worst of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, it it certainly was. Goodness, I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I had to sort of provide, you know, a background um, to explain, you, you know, the, I guess the, the, you know, religious road I was about to, uh, you know, travel upon. Um, I, I think in a lot of cases of, uh, you know, people uh, being involved in, uh, you know, the type of uh, religious difficulties that I was involved in, I, I think you really have to provide that kind of background because in many cases it, uh, it is, you know, an important component of it. Um, you know, I think from the start I was quite a good mark for, you know, your, your more guilt-ridden type of uh, uh, you know, uh, religious solutions, if you will. So I, I and I'm speaking for myself uh, because I, when I write, I write from my, my own experience, reaching out to people who might be going through similar things. And um, so, yeah, I had I had to you know start there. Although I, you know, I I, I didn't share 
absolutely everything. I just shared what I thought was important um, uh, to provide enough of a structure to really get into what was uh, what mattered to me, which basically was, you know, how did I experience uh, religion and how did I get out of it, basically. That's that's one thing I did like um, is it's really concise. Um, like I'm really long winded. I've tried to write before and I can't do it. I'd go on forever, but <laughs> it's really good. I mean, you kind of you get right to the points and you get right to the next thing, and it's got a good flow to it. And I I do like your style of writing too. I mean, um, oh, you. I guess it's an easy read. It's it's interesting, and I mean, you have some funny little anecdotes, and you know, you have interesting stories. There's no doubt about which, of course, we're going to get into, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did want to ask something. I say I kind of brought this up to Eric, and he, he's like, well, she kind of answered the book. But at the beginning of the book, you kind of give the definitions for the Logos and Pilgrim thing. And I'm assuming, of course, this is, you know, your pen name that you've chosen. Or is this, do you, have you actually converted, is this your real name now? Um, well, you know, I mean, I, 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 I actually do use it, you know, as a, as a business name, yeah. um, because it, it makes some things simpler. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I, I do. I, I I think of it as real name, basically. My my so-called legal name is gotcha. you know something you use for your tax forms or whatever. Gotcha. But you know, it, it's the name that really best expresses, um, you know, what I'm about and my personal identity and uh, gender identity. Um, so, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, quite fond of it actually. Well, that's uh, what I saw because like I said, you know, you kind of lift the list, like the couple word definition at the very beginning of the book for each one. But I, I was just kind of curious, like, how did you kind of come up with that? Like, what does logos pilgrim, what exactly does that represent? Cause I'm, I could, I'm like, I mean, I read it and I'm looking, I'm like, I get it, but not really. <laughs> I know it sounds sure silly. Enough. I know I, I often tend to just, you know, uh, be, uh, you know, somewhat cryptic about things. Yeah, it's not like the Samuel Clemens, like Mark Twain. It's very simple. It's like, okay, Mark Twain. Yeah, I get it. Logos Pilgrim, that's a little bit more out there, which you're sure. you're a unique individual from reading this. So it, that makes a little bit of sense. But I said, what's your interpretation of that? I was kind of curious. Well, I mean, you know, in the beginning, when I chose that name, uh, you know, uh, like, you know, in the Christian tradition, Logos was sort of appropriated from, you know, a Platonic tradition, uh, more or less, and uh, it was used to uh, mean the Word, i.e. Christ, i.e. Christ was the incarnation of, you know, the Logos, the principle of all things, etc. Um, and so as, you know, a follower of that principle, um but then as, as things changed for me, uh, you know, as the years went by, and particularly when I, you know, stepped uh, away from, uh, uh, did I trigger anything? <laughs> no, no, you're right. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, as I, as I, you know, changed and uh, as I grew and as my worldview altered and so on, I basically... Uh, I loved that name, and I went back to its roots, basically. I kept it, and, you know, originally Logos, what it really means is reason and, you know, communicating, which is what I've, you know, been about ever since childhood almost, you know, ever since I could basically hold a pen. Um, so uh, I basically, I, I see it as, 
it was, you know, quite appropriate because it encapsulates my life in the sense of communicating and uh, wandering, you know, being someone without a, a home, as it were, uh, being uh, of, of no fixed address uh, in, in a uh, philosophical sense, okay. um, which I think, you know, it makes you, it makes you most available to people, I think. So um, that's what the name means. Okay. It just means, you know, uh, someone who basically <laughs> speaks and communicates. And in my case, uh, you know, whatever comes from the heart, what I can't seem to help but share. And, you know, I'm just out there wandering and meeting people and, you know, trying to do my best to meet them where they are. So it just seems eminently appropriate. And there you go. <laughs> yeah, in your um, in your book, the way that you describe yourself, um, you would seem to me to be very introverted. Um, yes. What I found very yeah, fascinating. No <laughs> yeah. What I found uh, very fascinating was some of the jobs that you've held down, um, right. or at least tried, which right. most people wouldn't even apply for. Um, out of fear or, you know, whatever, you know, personal shame, who knows what, everybody's got their own excuse. Um, so while I'm reading your book and kind of, like I said, how you describe yourself being an introvert, I was really just kind of surprised at how open you were about your life and, you know, the, everything in the book. So I was just kind of curious what, what was the drive that made you want to write this book and show people your story? Um, considering you seem so, you know, kind of uh, in your own little world. <laughs> yeah, you you pretty much got it right. You know, you you got your finger on it there for sure. Um, you know, it's always quite a struggle. There's lots of times when I just want to, you know, disappear under my writing desk, and it, it's so unbelievably difficult. Uh, but at the same time, um, I'm absolutely. Dr- Driven to uh, share this because, you know, I I like to reach out to people, particularly people who have been, um, you know, uh, broken in some way or who've been, uh, you know, who who've suffered, who've uh, who've been told that they're nothing, and you know, as someone who who ex- experienced that. I really have just, I can't fight this urge to tell these people that you are fine the way you are. And, you know, let me tell you what I experienced. can draw your own conclusion. You, you can do whatever you want, you know. But here's the thing. You are fine. And, you know, you should enjoy your life. You should enjoy this world. And, you know, no matter how crazy it gets, because, you know, goodness knows it does get crazy and sometimes it does get confusing and it does get, uh, you know, sometimes it does get dark and, uh, and, and, and difficult and all that. But at the same time, you know, I'm just constantly in a state of wonder at, at the fact that, holy crap, you know, here we are experiencing this, we're we have this moment to look at this amazing universe that we're in. And, you know, that's really, that's all that really matters. And 
so many people have been told that um, that they're not enough, that they need to alter this or that. I mean, not this is not excluding the fact that you know we all grow and we all change and our opinions change and uh, uh, we understand things differently as we age and so on and as we learn different things but, but um, um, you know there seems to be so many systems out there who's basically who, whose reason of for being is to just tell people that they're crap right um, and uh, I, I don't know why uh, as human human beings, we just we seem to uh, believe this, you know. Like uh, we're we're just we we never seem to be enough. There there's always something there's something we need to be that's you know not this person here sitting right now. Um, and uh, I don't know. I just I I basically I. I write because I love it. That's a fact, you know, apart from the times when I'm, you know, wondering if what I write is, you know, hopeless crap or whatever. <laughs> um, and and uh, and all that. But um, I don't know. I just have so much joy, uh, you know, even at times when, like everyone else, I just feel that, um, you know, we all have harder days and everything like that that and and you think you know um oh my goodness i i'm not sure if i'm not sure if i you know if i want to be here in the first place but um but the overriding reality of it is that i'm very grateful to be here and i'm very happy to be here in this moment and i just can't i don't know when you have something really joyful it just seems natural to want to share it with other people and to encourage them to feel their own joy because what's the alternative you know we have this moment we're here and then we're gone yeah it's so, like oh, i'm oh, sorry to interrupt i was going to say it's like sure you're talking about the whole journey and the darkness and then, i mean of course that's what the book's about but i mean it's like right. the subtitle part of it you know how you left faith behind and embrace life and it's like one thing I read is right toward the beginning of your book where you're kind of having this epiphany about religion and stuff. You made a statement. It's like one of the most simple statements, but to me, it's like the greatest thing where you write the dog, uh, the dogmatic foundation of evangelical Christianity is abuse of power. And that like kind of right. sums up like you're saying people have all these dark moments and you second guess yourself. And especially mm -hmm. if you're basing your life around this religious philosophy where they use every I wouldn't say fault, but anything that's maybe a little different or straight from your personality or you as a as an individual, how they can kind of turn that against you to make you feel bad about yourself more right. to give in to that religion. So it's like, yeah, I thought that was great. I mean, the way you explain that in there. And like I said, that statement to me, it's such a small statement in general, but it it's such the philosophy of kind of the whole Christian angle of it. But then I like how you use that and then you continue to study up on other religions and i mean the whole thing about like you know the judaism and learning hebrew it's like well you took it too far it's like i don't have that kind of time or patience i'm just like this is nonsense this is a bunch of shit i i'm done with it but you continue to try and you know learn it and gratiate yourself within the different i mean the judaism Taoism. i mean you just keep on going and i i found that fascinating how you were able to do that and kind of find yourself but then i have to ask so you go through all this sure. stuff you go through all right. of it. You kind of 
come to this point where you've kind of embraced it seems that I may be wrong, but like yes. a secular humanistic kind of persona. And then you kind of get suckered back into the, Jesus again. Like he's just, right. he just sucks you back in again. How, how the hell do you let it happen? It's a freaking Al Pacino <laughs> moment, right? <laughs> Every time I think I'm out, they suck me back. No, <laughs> it's no, seriously though. I mean, I don't really think I was, I had reached that secular moment. I was more like reaching a moment of, um, you know, of, of seething anger, I think, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I hadn't really reached, I hadn't, um, known, you know, the, the peace that I know now. Um, I was still extremely angry at, uh, you know, what I'd experienced. Um, and I, I wasn't done with it yet because I, I tend to be, you know, I'm a very stubborn person. <laughs> I'm trying to always unearth, you know, I'm always trying to salvage something out of something. I, I refuse to give up, right? Um, and uh, and the thing is that, you know, I, I I wasn't so much secular as I, you know, I was a, I was a nihilist basically. Mm -hmm. I was just everything shit and everything doesn't matter and fuck it you know oh i'm a nihilist i never knew that i just thought i was an atheist but i'm a nihilist <laughs> learn something new today about yeah. michael got a lot of i got a lot of fuck it in me <laughs> oh my gosh so no it's just um i i wasn't happy at all and i i just i don't know i i you know, I, I guess I needed to find, I just still needed to know if there was anything in there that was, um, if there was any, if there was any beauty in there at all, if there was, um, I hadn't, you know, I hadn't, I guess there were loose ends I hadn't confronted yet. I, hadn't, you know, I, I, there were things I still needed to work out. Um, and, uh, I, I, you know, I tend to be, I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a fairly, I'm a peacemaker, you know, I always try to, um, find what's, you know, what's, what's good and beautiful in everything. Um, and, uh, I, I, I needed to, um, I don't know, I just, needed to you know give it another chance basically you know i'm giving you another chance yeah i i don't so. know with religion it's one of those things where i really can't find any good in any of it i mean i <laughs> no because but no because here's the thing it's like you always hear like when you talk if you kind of say religion is the cause of all the problems blah blah, blah people always come back at you know like, oh, but if you look at it religion does so many good things too and i'm always thinking to myself it's not that religion does good things it's just that there are good people who actually believe in that crap that do good things I agree. in the name of it. I mean, what, but you did all this search. Did you really find anything that made you think that, yeah, there is something beautiful or perfect about this, even though it may be total shit because I don't see it. So I'm Yeah, curious. no, I, I, I'm, I'm going to really there. Um, you know, I, I have, I have many loved ones who might cherish deeply and everything. And, um, you know, I just, uh, but I don't see anything 
about you know the the belief system that's truly of of benefit this is my experience yeah um, and uh and all, all that but uh, uh what happened with me i think is that you know because of course i encountered you know crushing um disappointment um and, and i think it's just it's just inherent in the system um you know because of what because of the nature of what it is basically humans suck in some way or other this is said in a variety of ways some of which are much gentler than others but there's always some type of problem that needs to be addressed some you know existential kind of essential uh, problem and your nature and and what ever that, that needs to be addressed fixed healed etc um but uh um but basically uh what happened with me is that um as i basically went through the process and uh um you know i mean i was i was in an environment that that was had a lot of uh let's say less damaging components, you know, that had a more uh, generous and uh, forgiving view of, of humanity in, in some ways. And um, it just, uh, you know, that on, you know, that time, basically, I didn't believe that everything was dark and bleak and hopeless. And um, I just, uh i just realized that um it it was possible you know to live life uh and and having you know meaning except that you you essentially you choose this meaning um because the fact is that life itself doesn't really have a meaning except the one that you know you choose um, and I haven't really, um, you know, I've, 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 I've uh, studied many systems, I've experienced many things, and I have, I have found no conclusive proof or evidence that there's any kind of inherent meaning um, except the one that um, you ch choose to, uh, you know, you choose to, to, uh, to live out, as it were. And that's fine, you know. That's fine. It's it's not it's it's not hopeless at, at all. I I mean I don't really. It doesn't. Before it it bothered me. It it, it was because I mean you know because of the things you're told um, that oh my gosh the universe is going to come to an end. You know nothing is eternal and uh, and uh, oh my you know holy crap. Um, and that's fine though. That doesn't mean that you know this moment isn't beautiful at all. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, at all. So when you, you know, once you reach that moment, you're basically you're at a point of of you know uh, serenity, I guess you would say. Certainly. It, it, you know, you you can't be you can't be knocked then by uh, you know the types of arguments that would that would um, you know make you question. Um, you know your serenity as it were having any worth because it's 
not going to last forever and you're not going to last forever nothing's going to last forever but that doesn't mean that it's it's not it doesn't have value it's it's worthwhile for what it is you know i don't care if i just have one moment in time you know like a, a you know a micro freaking second basically why does why, why should that not be important why should that not be beautiful i'm fine with it i don't need anything more certainly I'm with perfectly the satisfied. sorry um sure. no, go ahead my dear with uh you know religion thinking that the world's coming to an end and all that stuff you identify yourself as genderqueer and biromantic uh, which we will get into those terms in, in a moment. But sure, I'm sure. just curious, did you ever tell anybody within any of the religious organizations that you were part of that you identified yourself that way? Or was that well, something I, that kind of came later and you just were afraid to kind of show the religious people out there? Well, you know, um, I, I wasn't really, I didn't really know... Uh, about those possibilities, you know, un until later on. Um, it, it was only when I was basically starting to disentangle myself from it that all those possibilities started arising as, you know, valid, as uh, as something that, um, you know, it's fine, it's not forbidden. Um, you know, uh, th th uh, of course, when I was younger, and I wasn't really quite sure, um, you know, what to make of my own uh, thoughts and, uh, you know, leanings or what have you. Um, you know, anything that deviated from the, the cookie-cutter norm was uh, wrong, right? It, was, uh, it, wasn't, um, uh, it wasn't acceptable, you know. Um, so, uh, and later on... Uh, I, uh, you know, uh, um, I was reading a lot of the type of monastic texts that, um, you know, there, there were there were some women in the desert that would, you know, dress as men um, as part of their religious practice so that they 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 uh, could be more. Uh, gosh, I'm 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 having trouble, you know, I, I'm. I'm Probably not going to be, uh, you know, relating all of the details accurately here, but um, you that's know that that's okay. Just make it up. That's what we do when we don't know the facts <laughs> on something. <laughs> that was part of the tradition. You know what I mean? There, it just um, it it made you more detached from earthly things and uh, etc. And uh, you know, I, I found that very comforting um, because I, 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 you know, I I I suppose I was dimly aware at that point that. Um, you know, my own, you know, gender identity and what have you wasn't uh, uh, mainstream, I suppose you could say. Yeah, so, and it's still very on the back burner. I mean, given all the information that's available online, there are people out there that are still confused about transgender persons. Mm -hmm, so yeah, yeah. I can only imagine what We're you just, have to go through to explain to somebody what asexuality is. <laughs> I know. Just recently, I was told, "Oh, that's too bad." I, I, <laughs> it's like something bad about it. I know what asexual was. I was I was married um, for six years, and I was asexual during that marriage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So you know, I mean, the thing is now there's a growing awareness of the fact that you know you you don't have to 
fit into some little predetermined category. I mean, we're, we're becoming so much more open to the, you know, the, the wide spectrum of, of, of life in all its manifestations. Um, you know, it's, it's a wild, wacky world out there. I, you know, we, we constantly try to, we, we've, you know, as human beings, we've, we've tried to, um, uh, you know, have, have a, a sense of security, I suppose, by, um, you know, placing, you know, putting little boxes out there. So, you know, the world seemed a lot less frightening. The universe, you know, the universe seemed less frightening in all of its, its, uh, its diversity and complexity and, uh, uh, and all that. So, you know, people are becoming more comfortable slowly, I think, with, um, you know, uh, the fact that, uh, you know, uh, Things are more. Uh, there, it's it's. We we don't have to. Um, we don't have to conform to some type of little thing that somehow makes this crazy, dangerous world we live in seem safer. You know, um, you know. If only we do this, and if only we're, we're like that. Um, you know, the, the world will do what we want, <laughs> which it's not, you know, it's just not, um, you know, it, it, you know, categories are not going to stop um, the world from being an unpredictable, wild place. Um, and, you know, when you become, unco when you become comfortable with this sort of uncertainty, uh, you become a lot more flexible. I think you just become less fearful and you just um, you know you just uh, you're, you're not trying to sort of um, make things go the way you'd like by uh, you know uh, having element a b c and uh, you know d e f uh, and you know if we if we do this then everything's going to be okay kind of you know the sort of the, the type of thing where you know you have agenticity and um, uh, you know if I do thing X and thing Y happens well then that means that thing X is the right thing right it's the magical thing that's going to make everything fine and uh, this is an illusion so we're becoming more comfortable with the fact that uh, you know, we live in an uncertain universe and that, that it doesn't have, you know, it doesn't, um, it's all some kind of, some kind of amazing accident and that's okay. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm not sure what it's like up in Canada, but I know here in the U.S. <laughs> landscape, it's a little bit different and people are still very afraid of what they don't understand. Um, I've, I've <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty perplexing. But I mean, it is getting better as we see the rise of uh, atheism and agnosticism going up and Christianity going down. We're right. starting to get more of a balance because uh, as you were saying, you know, as society progresses and the labels that we put on everybody kind of dissolve and nobody really cares anymore. Right. I think that has more to do with people going away from their religious roots, so to speak, because that was one of the tangible things that has kind of kept us away and kept the fear mongering going for all these decades. 
I mean, you know, a long time ago, it was a completely different story, but now it just doesn't really pertain to life at all. Um, no. And you read religious texts, and I'm, like, baffled when I look, you know, I read them. I'm like, what are they even talking about? This has nothing to do with anything that's in anybody's life, but we still somehow have to apply it because we were just born and raised that way. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, it, it just it seems safe. You know, and uh, and of course, I mean, and you know, in my case personally, you know, that's all you know. You're you're told from the start that this is it. You know, that's how it is. Uh, these things are true. Uh, they've always been true. Um, and uh, you just you just don't know anything else. You know, for a long time. But you know, these things are changing, and they're they're changing quickly. Um, you know, in ways I think that are making the people who would like to, you know, cling to that status quo security blanket really uh, react in violent ways these days. You know, like, oh my gosh, gay marriage is allowed. I'm going to set myself on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they go a little bit bananas about that kind of stuff, and I I really don't understand it. It's just a bunch of hogwash. As I've said it on this podcast before, I think it's the. Uh, swan song of a dying breed i think eventually they're just gonna go away and vanish and they're just trying to cling on to whatever they possibly can and scream the loudest like they're still the big brother in the room and i mean the thing is that a lot of people you know who who uh, who ascribe to these beliefs don't think that right it it just always seems to be the ones the 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 ones who have the more uh uh, gosh how how can you call those views (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know the 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 most um i mean it reminds me of something i actually saw on twitter not too long ago where where someone said that um you know uh if you 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 know if if this text was really about peace you know the the the, the literalists and the fundamentalists would be, be the most peaceful people on earth and you're seeing the exact opposite yeah so obviously you know this is not the case and and the, and the people who uh you know who, who don't you know proclaim that they're going to set themselves on fire if gay people get married are you know kind of uh looking at some of these texts and saying eh you know <laughs> <laughs> obviously we don't really need to pay attention to this here uh, for whatever reason but we need to pay attention to this um for for some other reason absolutely um, well uh, your name is logos pilgrim uh, the book is yes. There's a Hula Girl on My Dashboard, How I Left Faith Behind and Embraced Life, which I, I love that, embracing life. That's the way, it's, <laughs> that's the way to go. Um, that's basically the, the, that's the book in a nutshell. You people uh, want to find you or find other literature that you've done or any of your blogs or anything. Where do they need to go? They just need to go to logospilgrim.com and it's all there. You know, my Amazon page and Twitter and so on and so forth. It's all there. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I like to share my joy. I'm, I'm not a person who's going to argue. <laughs> if you want to argue, I mean, and that's fine. You know, that there's that's needed, um, you know, like that type of more uh, <clears throat> confrontational type thing. But I, I that's not my... Uh, field of uh you know I'm not, I, I i yeah i just send them our way yeah they can they yeah. Can, <laughs> yeah just just forward everything to our email account and you know we'll do our thing we'll slap that weak shit out the half court we don't have a problem with it <laughs> you guys are just 
lovely. You're absolutely hysterical, and then you know, I I I think you're awesome, and um, uh, you know, I honestly, it's been it's it's quite uh, you know quite a delight and you know a thrill to have been speaking with you guys, and I'm really quite grateful you know that you were willing to have me on and like thank you so much yeah thanks for jumping on and uh, i appreciate you you know having the gusto to write the book uh, it's, it's always nice to kind of see other people's loss of faith um like i had you know in being able to i can see a lot of things that you went through that i went through not quite the same but you know yeah. i could definitely relate and it's nice to always hear that stuff and i'm pretty sure that there's people out there that are grappling with the same stuff that hopefully will pick up sure. your book and kind of realize their own loss of faith just needs to happen. They just need to let it go. You know, once you do, it's like the world's not going to end. <laughs> You're going to be fine. All right. Well, thank you, you know, very much honestly, for jumping on. It's a little odd at first. It's a little disorientating, but honestly, it's you. You're going to be fine. Oh, you know? certainly. You really are. It's 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 okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you jumping on with us. Yeah, and thanks for dealing with our technical difficulties we had before we no, started. No, no, it was my pleasure, and I'm <clears throat> again, thank you so much, my dears. And you know, I wish you all the best. And uh, yeah. you know, I hope in the future we'll have the chance to chat again. I'm actually about to write a book called uh, "Atheist Tiki Hour: A uh, Guide to uh, Your Guide to a Secular Blast." <laughs> There we go. There we go. So it's all about going to be, you know, the basically the joy of, uh, you know, living life without, uh, you know, without basically uh, like a faith system. It's 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 com it's completely doable. Oh, and is it ever? <laughs> and it's fantastic. <laughs> all right, I've mastered it. Thanks again. Keep in Thank touch. No problem, my dears. All thank right, have you. a great night. I right, thank you. Good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And we're back. Hope you enjoyed that interview. I certainly did. Oh. <laughs> you weren't even there, you little <laughs> I didn't get to hear it because we didn't listen to it. <laughs> hey, everybody. Even though you already know Boggs is on the show, he wasn't there for the interview, so let's welcome him back again since you didn't hear him for Hi, the guys. last 30 minutes. Um, <clears throat> it's good to be back. It is good to be back. How are you, Michael? Yeah, you know, I've been better. Oh. Oh, and we still have Bradley with us. Hi, Brad. Yep, Brad's still Hello. here. Hello. So, hi. <clears throat> before we get into anything else, because this show's already been action packed. I mean, we talked about uh, raising the flag and getting tortillas and going to Cuba. And we had that. <laughs> okay. Sorry, oh, it's so fucking funny. Yeah, there was nothing funny about that whatsoever. That was the serious part of the show. Yeah. So now we're going to devolve. Want so, some fucking tortillas? I raised my goddamn flag. So. <laughs> Originally, yeah, I bet you do. Boggs wasn't going to join us tonight because he's too fucking awesome to hang out with us and do fucking interviews and well, you know do the show. I mean, if that's the most popular show on the. Uh, oh wait, we're not on the Digital Frustrations Network. Sorry. Um, yeah, your your choice. <laughs> yeah, it was our choice. So anyway, I know you told me <clears throat> shut the fuck up. <laughs> So, uh, no, I like how you invite somebody onto like, the show oh, wait, just to tell them to shut the, the fuck up. Network. No, well, Brad, I love you and I need you. So shut up for a second. Let me set this up because I need, <laughs> I need you. You're going to take over the show here in a minute. So, okay. So one of the great, the greatest show on uh, the Digital Frustration Network is definitely not Bropocalypse, which me and Brad do. <laughs> That's the war show on there. Um, but but yeah, you're right. my most, the most entertaining one for me is Rockin' Dude. 
dudes. And uh, I was listening to the show this week, and I learned something about our co-host, Bogsy Baby, over here that I wasn't aware of. Like, we all have our jerk-off stories and everything, and uh, but some of them take it to that next level. And uh, Bradley, so I was listening to the the little story that you're telling that Justin kept telling you to shut the fuck up, not continue on, but yet you couldn't help yourself about your jerk off experience and your friendship with Boggs growing up. Could you please what? just kind of retell a little bit of that? Because I want to hear. I don't understand what the problem is. I, I just want to hear I don't see what the problem is. Just kind of let's go over that story again real fast because I want to hear Boggs's side of this story now. Look, me and Boggs go way back, go all the way back to, I don't know, what were you like? Fifth 10? grade. We might have been 10. 10. 10, 11. Mm-hmm. So we've been friends for a long time. So starting that early, you go through um, the stages of life together. Uh-huh. And one of the first, you know, first stages of life we went through together was the, the puberty, the puberty, mm-hmm. where we uh, we both discovered at the same time that we could uh, touch our genitals. Mm-hmm. You mean touch your own or touch other people's? Yeah. Were you touching each other's or touch our own? Touch okay. our own. Okay. Touch our own. Just, just, just for just, clarification. Just, just touch your own. Just touch our own. And uh, you know, I remember I went over, and I was like, I think I told Bob, I was like, yeah, this is, you know, started like, like jacking off and stuff. You know, like, you know what that is? And Bob's like, yeah, I mean, I, I started doing that too. And we started doing. Oh, did we lose Brad? Oh no! Bob's next door neighbor. He started doing it at the same time. Uh huh. Uh, was that and, Runyon? You know. So explain how you did this. What we would just we would get in a room together uh-huh. and go back to go back to back and jerk. Kid. All three I of don't you. I do what the problem is. What's the problem? So you it's and like Bugs. an inverted, and Bugs like an inverted jerk off circle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any Bugs, of that. You honestly, Bugs, you I think you did that with Andy. You didn't do that with me. No, don't it, even. Here, Bugs, oh, here, here, here we go. This is why I wanted this. I want it's, confrontation, dude, Bugs. It's okay. It's it's <clears> what. I'm not embarrassed about that either, actually, but I don't remember doing it as the problem. Okay, he blocked so it out of his memory. I think you did that with Andy, because I remember hearing about his it. His repressive homosexual tendencies have suppressed that memory no, of going back-to-back back masturbation. I remember the weird thing that me and Andy used to do was that we would we would watch porn together, but we wouldn't masturbate. <laughs> Oh, so dude, you just, just be in a room watching watch it with raging hard-ons. I was there, there for that. Hours of porn I remember. I remember doing that with Andy because I remember he. That was the first time I ever knew who Peter North was. Okay, so hold on a second. Yeah. So he was like, "Dude, look how much cum that is," and he just like covered this girl's face. And so cum. this guy, yeah, this guy, yeah. the neighbor. You said his name was Marcus. He was Bog's neighbor or your neighbor? He was my nor- He was Boggs my neighbor. neighbor. Okay, so he's saying that you guys inform Marcos of your little fucking duo jerk off sessions, and he was like, "Hey, I like jerking off too. Can I join in?" And you guys would all get yeah. together and do this, and that you guys uh-huh. called yourself the Three J's. Yeah. You don't remember this What's at all, Bugs. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> See, like, what the fuck? This is why I wanted it's to have like this. When it's just like when you. It's just like when you blocked out the memory of the guy slapping you in the face with his cock. Oh, you blocked dude, out, that's vivid you blocked as fuck. Out with me and you doing the three J's. <laughs> He'll never forget that moment. Out, what do you think he, he thinks about while he's banging broads? And I'm, hitting you in the face with my cock. Yeah. Every time he's fucking, he's trying to come real fast, he starts thinking of that. That's the first thing that pops up in the memory bank. Uh, Fredo says you need to uh, rename your podcast to 
jacking dudes. <laughs> I would enjoy that. I love. Don't get me on. I don't see. I. I think. I feel like Michael. You wanted. You wanted to get me on here to talk about it. And you thought I'd be all embarrassed. I don't care. No, no, no. I know you I wouldn't be embarrassed. Really either, I just wanted Boggs to fucking admit to I it. I won't admit. And though, he won't I don't, admit I don't to remember it. Any oh, Boggs, of that. dude, Boggs. Boggs is the king of of say, saying he doesn't remember things that happened when we were little. He's like, well, I don't. I'm not I saying it didn't happen. But my yeah. favorite part uh, of I don't. My favorite part of the story is... I can totally see that happening. I just don't remember any of it. I love that. I can see it happening. I believe it. I just don't remember. I'm not arguing with you. I I mean, I would really like to reenact it, but I don't recall it. I don't don't really want to do that. Me and Boggs were like, we were best friends that we did everything together, including jerking off. What's the problem? We Mm. didn't jerk each other off. No. I think the weird part is is that you guys jerked off in the same room and actually like back to back we're back to back and like in close proximity so you could like feel his body moving as he's just fucking twisting off as hard as he can like I think the only time I even came close to like jacking off near a friend was like late at night sleeping over at a friend's house and I'm like trying to be as quiet as shit while jacking it, like, you know, and I'm, he's in the bed, and I'm, like, on the floor on a sleeping bag or some shit. That's not really true, because I know you've masturbated while I've been here. There's a fucking wall between us, dude. That's completely different. Aside I mean, from that camera that's all that separates us, baby. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> yeah. I told my story about the time well, hold I Hold on, had... hold on. Okay, so, Brad, Fredo does ask, could you feel the heat off of his ass? I don't think we were, like, naked or anything. But even still, there had to be some kind of you know oh, oh, generating of heat in that area. It was so area. long ago; I don't really remember. I just remember, th- I just remember the three J's part pretty specifically. Like I remember <laughs> that. Like I remember going up to each other at school and being like, like me, Marcus, and Boggs going up to each other and be like three J's. <laughs> you know, we'd like high fiving, like, like fist bump, <laughs> fucking and like, sword fighting <laughs> in the hallway. <laughs> and then Boggs would turn around and be like piss head. I love Justin. Yeah, I was random as fuck. Justin had a good idea. He said you guys should have turned it to a game where the first person to come would turn around and blast the other two in the back. Wow. <laughs> I think I think you guys need to reenact that in your old age. We need to put that on Periscope. Look, I'm, look, I'm free. I'm free as a bird, guys. Listen, do whatever. I'm free. I'm, I'm free. I'm. I'm a I'm liberated. My I'm favorite liberated. part is Justin is so appalled by this whole conversation. He keeps telling Brad to stop. Stop talking, Brad. Stop. Just, you know, cut. Okay, we got it. And and Brad's just relentless. And Brad's just like, no, dude, I'm going to tell him how I fucking jerked off with multiple no guys in the same room. You shut the fuck <laughs> up and listen to it. So, so when you were climaxing. I have, I have no shame. So when you were climaxing, Fredo wants to know, how did you, what did you finish in? Like, was it a sock? Was it? I believe it was Bog's hair. Tissue? Probably, I don't remember. Probably a, uh, some sort of towel or something. I don't, I don't remember. I just remember it was, mm-hmm. it's a very vague memory, but I know it happened. So where did this happen? Did this take place at your place or Boggs' place? Oh, this is Boggs' place, okay. hands down. What the <laughs> fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> in his room that was in his room that was painted blue, the blue room. Boggs is he's like, yep, yep. I think I'm. He's it's the yeah, memories he, are starting to come back. He's not even denying it at this point. Memories it's, are starting to come back. I, I, starting, guys, I, don't, I don't remember any of this. God damn it, Bob. Just because you oh. told me a room that I had in my house. Fredo said they finished in a community towel. Oh, yeah, maybe. Is that what person. you guys did? Oh, yeah, that's, that's gross. gross. Then the fucking I mean, last... I was, always, I was always done first, so I was, was like the towel boy. I was like... Oh, that's around, <laughs> like <laughs> that, that is you know, no lie, given I would walk up and be like, fresh towel, sir? It's like a butler. And I'd be like... I see you working in there pretty good. Here's a fresh towel. 
I can just imagine a Boggs mom's fucking washing laundry, and she's got the one town. It's just so full of semen because there's three guys worth of semen in it. And she's like, Jesus Christ, what's he doing? No, we she just so thinks young. it's all his. We were so young that we might not have been finishing at all. Like, it might have just been – because I remember when I first started jerking it, I used to just jerk it until it was just – I couldn't jerk anymore. Yeah. Like, nothing would come out yet. <clears throat> just turn into marshmallow? I just be all like, do you, hey, like do, you, do you remember the first time you actually did ejaculate something and went, what the fuck is this? Because that's what my experience was. Yeah, 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 I remember. I, I like, remember the, the first time I ejaculated, happened? I thought I broke my penis. Yeah. I, <laughs> I literally I did. Like, it freaked me out. I was like, what the fuck did I just do? What did <laughs> I do to my penis? It. I remember. It's like when the brake line on your bike breaks. Exactly. The liquid spills out of it, and you're like, oh, no. You guys, oh, will, you guys will appreciate this. I remember when I first experienced the fucking the joys of jerking off. Like, I did it. Um, I, I don't think I, I was as young as you guys. I think I was probably about 13 or so the first time I fucking whacked off. And I remember I thought it was great. So what I used to do is. I know I was in junior high because I had like one of my annuals from like seventh grade or something like the year before. And there's all the girls I wanted to fuck. So I'd like look at their pictures while I was jerking off, which is normal because I was the same age as them. Like now it'd be weird because they're like 12 year old, 13 year old girls. Yeah. But at the time it was perfectly fine. We'll point that out. So I'm fucking stroking it and I'm in my room and I had a lock on my door and um, I spent a lot of time in my room uh, jerking off, I guess. I don't remember. But so I remember I'm fucking just going to town on myself one night. And the fucking, I don't know, it was my mom, my dad, fucking start banging on my door. You're like, what are you doing in there? What are you doing? I'm like, hold on a minute. You know, like, oh, hold on. And then I'm like fucking fumbling to put away the fucking Vaseline or whatever I had in my fucking my annual that I'm jerking off to all weirdly. And then, so they are like, Oh my God, open the fucking door. What are you doing? They're all freaking out. They thought I was doing drugs. So they like fucking go get the key and they're getting the door. And I'm like trying to fucking get, I got jizz fucking jelly on my fucking hand. I'm trying to wipe my fucking hand and get my fucking pants on. And all this, it was the most embarrassing fucking thing. And they didn't know what I was doing. I was in complete panic mode. They thought I was fucking doing drugs in the room. I like, I like to imagine one day when your parents are gone. Yeah. Um, You'll go back and you'll get all your old shit and you'll like be thumbing through some of your yearbooks and some of your and you'll find that yearbook and all the pages will be like stuck together. And no, stuff I think they, and, I think like, they wore. I think I threw that one out because I think it was all stuck together. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. Oh, Cindy. <laughs> no, it was staring blankly at it me. Was, it wasn't. It wasn't Cindy. I think the girl that I was most into her name was Crystal, which I think was number one on the fucking stripper oh, name for girls, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. But you could know that if you listen to Apocalypse uh, Boggs. We did top ten stripper names. No one listened to that. No, no, you're right. Nobody fucking listened to it. There's a special kind of person that wants to put up with that show. I don't even want to put up with it, so. Let's stop doing it. it Yeah, fuck that shit. (laughs) I'm just going to join Rockin' Dudes. Kick Andrew off, and I'll join Rockin' Dudes. Okay, you got it. Isn't he in Austin anyway? Does he have to Skype in every time? Yeah. Dude, me and Brad do our shit by Skype. I don't want to go over to his house and fucking look at him. Wow. <laughs> this is your partner, Brad. If yeah. I go over there, I'm afraid he'll try and fucking spin me around and jerk off <laughs> while I'm in the room. Oh. Uh, what are we doing? Do what? Are, how are we on time? Time check. We're good. I feel like you're... I feel like... Shut the fuck that, up. You uh, gave the previous segment way too much time. Like, you were like, this will take up, like, four hours. I, I just let him talk. I was hoping. I know I'm a little pissed. I was hoping Boggs would get pissed and fucking fight you, and there would be a big cuss and max, and somebody would walk away more, crying. A more weird memory I have of Boggs is uh, 
Oh please! Like us being us. of us being in of us being in football together. Here we go. And like, oh god, is this the shower talk again? Oh yeah. There's always the showers, you know, and you oh. and like, I don't know why they have it set up like this, but in the you know in the in the football shower in the locker room or whatever, it was just like two poles that had like eight shower heads around it in a circle. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like you had to stand in the shower and like face the other naked dudes. You know what? And like talk and. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah, and first of all, I was always the one that was, uh, you know, I have I don't know I got a, like a little dick or whatever, and uh, uh-huh, I would always uh-huh. hang out like my friend Tanner who had the gigantic mastodon dick. Mm-hmm. He would like I've he would invite like so like all the dudes all the dudes in football that had like the gigantic cocks they'd all they'd all shower at the same pole. Uh-huh. And like I was friends with Tanner and Tanner was like, "Come over here. Come on, man. Come check, you know, talk to us." And I was like, "God damn it." You know, cuz like cuz I got to go over there and like stand there and be like, "Hi, yeah, I'm the one guy that's not I'm the one guy here that's not hung like a horse." Mm-hmm. "Hi. How's it going?" And then Boggs would walk in with his little, you know, his wee-wee and then he'd go over to the the other <laughs> shower. <laughs> go to the My sh- wee-wee. He go to the shower and I and I remember it was even worse than looking at like it was worse than looking at any but any of the other dudes' dicks. It was like he'd take off his towel and he had like the hairiest ass I've ever seen of <laughs> any human being ever. <laughs> and it was like I imagine I imagine at one point like someone had like in Jackass when they sneak up on you with the fucking clippers. I remember I just wanted I wanted to do that so badly to on your a, butt on his ass cheeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you never so did that's that. A, yeah. Yeah. That's a fantastic story remember, there, little yeah. wiener. Uh-huh. I don't remember. I don't remember. See, that's the thing. His butt was so hairy that I don't remember any details about his penis. I just remember be, just you just focused just on that hairy like, ass. Just on my ass. It's, it's, it's like a it's like a fucking gorilla's in here taking a shower with us. <laughs> Jesus, dude, come on. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Do you, do you hey, take care of that now? Do you like? Do, do you have you a double mirror that, uh, and you bend over and look? And for some reason, I think we need yeah, to take a picture of Bog's sure ass do. and put it up on the uh, Twitter for everybody. To hey, see. do you remember that time that uh, we tried to? Uh, well, we I say we. My brother tried to teach you what circumcised dicks look like. Oh God! Mm-hmm. With a towel. Yeah. And he made it look like he made it look like a Darth Vader helmet. I remember the thing that I remember the most about that, Brad, is when he was like, does it look like this? And you're like, I'm not going to tell you what my dick looks like. And he goes, wait, it doesn't have a hole. So he poked a hole in the top of it and then showed it to you again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's Just, exactly what it looks like. The good thing is. Honestly, na- it was pretty well crafted, to be fair. Was it? Yeah. Was it well crafted? <clears throat> a well crafted penis? He's seen a lot of them. Yeah. Oh. Zing. Oh. That's a bitch. <clears throat> hey, I think you're referring to my nephew. To, I've got things. No one heard that. I've Shit. got things for this. What do you got things so, for? I'm going to cue my joke up again. Okay. I'm going to say, well, it is your brother, so he's quite familiar with him. Okay? Okay. Did they make a cricket sound effect? Oh. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Go. God damn it. Thank you, Bradley. <laughs> Welcome. You're now in Florida. <laughs> okay. What? God damn it. <laughs> they they need to be better about cueing you, Bradley. I told him we just fucking we just need to mute his ass. I, I was waiting for him to go, hey, where'd you guys go? <laughs> it got real quiet. 
Eh, I caught on after a minute. What the fuck, Florida said? What, what, what you got, Michael? What yeah, for the for the people who are listening tonight for the first time, um, first of all, I want to apologize. Um, usually we're... No, we're not. I was going to say we're more with it, but we're not. This is pretty much what you're going to get. Um, but yeah, Bradley can't hear us because he's joining us via Skype, and we don't edit or anything. We just go with the flow. So as we're playing our sounders for our segments, Brad can't hear us. So we tell him to shut the fuck up. And yet he continues to talk over the fucking sounder every fucking time. <laughs> Look, I didn't make myself be on the show. You invited me. So and you, if you don't like it, then go suck it. I first of I all, I, else tell you. I love the fact that you're joining us tonight. So don't take it the wrong way. What? You should you should call me later, by the way. Okay, fine. Huh? I just, Fine, then. I'm just sad that you're in Waco because I wanted to come over later and uh, get back to back with you and jerk off. But whatever, okay. dude. We'll do, do it another time. Circle jerk. So oh. <clears throat> we do okay. the thing on Florida because we like whatever. to point out Americans are fucked up, and the most fucked up Americans come from the great state of Florida. So got a few stories here for you guys. A couple things that happened in Florida recently. These are things not to do. Not to do. Don't do these things. So, Kenzo Roberts. Kenzo Roberts. Was arrested for stealing a Mercedes-Benz. Ooh. Uh, the, uh, the police got him. Handcuffed him. Threw him in the back of the car. Per usual. They didn't shoot him. So, that's a positive. Um, they did the background checks. And they quickly discovered that he was using a fake ID. Cover, uh, carrying a concealed firearm and had three fraudulent credit cards. He in some deep shit. Yes. And he knew this. So as they are going over his uh, record and they discovered what a treasure trove of uh, shit they've got on this young man. He's going to be spending uh, quite a few years uh, getting poked in the prison. 10 to 20. He decided that he would get make sure that they couldn't actually identify him at the police uh, station. So he decided he would chew off his fingertips in the back of the car. But then they just have fingertips. So in the Scott back of said the car. he wasn't black. I don't know if he's black. I didn't say he was black, Scott. Don't bring racism into this, Scott. Did <laughs> uh, we just lose Brad? All the time with you people. Everybody, all the time, bitching and complaining. What are you looking at, idiot? <gasps> Kenzo. So anyway, Kenzo's Kenzo, chewing Kenzo. his fucking fingertips off in the back, and uh, it's he not was going to end the same swallowing way. the flesh and then rubbing his hands as hard as he could against the back of the cage to try and tear them up even more. Um, guess what? Didn't work. They are still able to obtain his fingerprints and uh, prove that Kenzo was it's like Kenzo. What, they could just do... So that's a rule. If you guys get busted by the cops, don't think if you don't have any ID and shit on you, they're not going to be able to figure out who you are by chewing off your fucking fingers. All right? We got that? Rule. Tip. You got that, Brad? Well, if you're going to do it, you need to do it right. Obviously, the guy did it wrong. Just kill yourself? We didn't have no, a, no, you need to. Well, it's not like he had acid and stuff in there you could burn him off with. You need to chew harder. Yeah. You just chew the fucking thing to nom 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 nom. Fredo says that uh, Floridians do like eating human flesh, though. That's true, but usually only when they're on bath salts. This case, this man wasn't. And usually they eat the faces off of homeless people. I think when they're on bath salts. It was a friend as well. Oh, they were friends. Or that as well. Looking at you, Eric. This next one, I think, 
I can see Boggs doing this. I see this in Boggs' future when he's like in his 50s or 60s. He's going to start finally recalling all those incidents of jerking off with like multiple guys in a fucking bedroom when he's younger. And he's going to fucking, that switch is going to flip and he's going to fucking lose it. Um, Homer Williams was arrested in Tallahassee for lewd and levit. What? It's a dumb name. Mm. Lewd and lascivious exhibition. Williams walked up to the front of a car in a McDonald's drive-thru and asked the woman driving for a cigarette. When the woman told him she didn't have any, Williams got angered and went and stood in front of the car and pulled down his pants and started to masturbate in front of the car that was carrying children of the ages of 13, 12, and 7. It doesn't say he climaxed, so there's that. Um, <laughs> when the he continued to do so, when the officers showed up, uh, they, you know, cuffed him and tried to do their interview, and they asked him what he was, what the fuck he was doing, and he said that he didn't do anything wrong towards anybody. And you know what? I'm with Homer on this. It ain't like he fucking jerked off on them or got back to back with them and fucking started jerking off. He, uh, it's just uh, pleasuring himself, and it's McDonald's. I mean, rules don't apply there, right? What do you think they make the fucking they make their fucking uh their frost their little shakes out of and stuff, right? You know what I'm saying? You know I'm getting at. You look at me, Boggs. Look at me in the eye. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fredo says that that's uh should be the fourth member and they should be called the four the fourth Jays. I think that's what I'm thinking. After read after hearing that the story, four Jays. would you guys like to add Homer to the mix? I'm gonna and this I don't want to be sound racist. Homer Williams, I'm gonna assume he's black. So, and I'm assuming Marco must have been of a Hispanic background with the name Marco. So, you guys, you need to diversify. Right. I think you're just jealous. I am kind of jealous. I think you you're are just extremely jealous. You're just jealous you didn't have a good, a good enough friend. I didn't. I jerk off together. Yeah, because when I tried to do jerk off with my friend, then he tried to fucking 69 me, and I wasn't going that far. I was, uh, I'm you not that easy. You were a little older too, right? Yeah, I was like 16. Yeah, I was, uh, I was that's too past old. the whole stage of not knowing any better. I felt violated, mostly because he didn't ask me first. He just grabbed my wiener. If he would have asked me, then it may have been different. But manners, people. Manners. Uh, consent would be another one. Or consent, unless it's with a woman. Do you see the uh, do you see the thing on the college's campus now that the, uh, the guys in the uh, fraternities have? Where no means yes, yes means anal. Yeah. Yeah, it's disgusting. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's terrible. Oh, fuck those guys. Oh, we lost Brad again. Okay. Poor Brad. He's just in and out, in and out. And the last and one out. is, um, I think, the best one. So, Megan Elizabeth Everett was arrested and accused of kidnapping her three-year-old daughter, which this was actually a story. They have a, you guys might know that John Walsh used to do the fucking whatever, the America's Most Wanted like, he had his kid abducted, and then he went on the crusade and had that show. Yes. I do remember that, yeah. He does a show on CNN now, and they actually featured this woman's daughter that she had kidnapped from her husband uh, previously. And what happened was she was dating a guy at the time, and she left the guy, the left the kid with her boyfriend and left a note for him. He was supposed to take her to school and stuff, or keep her out of school. He wanted She wanted to pull him out of, uh, the kid out of school that day, because she didn't want her going and enrolling in the school because at that school, they made sure that they had to be vaccinated and she's anti-vaccination. And plus, because they actually did a study uh, thing on black history and she didn't want her fucking kid learning about black history. She just wanted the kid learning about the Confederacy. 
So are you serious? No, I'm very serious. So fucking serious. So the boyfriend didn't appreciate that. He was against it. So he was talking to, he had the girl and he was talking to the landlord and the landlord had seen the CNN show, John Walsh. And so he recognized her. Like he's going through, I can't believe the bitch is one. I'm going to take her and get her vaccinated. Anyway, like the boyfriend's like, I'm going to go get her vaccinated anyway. You know, this fucking bitch is crazy. And he's telling all this and the guy realized it. So he calls the cops and that's how they got her. But it all stemmed from the fact that she didn't want her fucking daughter getting vaccinated or learning about black history. If she just would have not been so racist and so crazy, she probably would still be running loose with her fucking kid right now. Florida's pretty awesome, dude. But you know what? I'm with her, man. Need to teach kids more about the Confederacy. It's got a bad rap. About how they lost? It's got a bad rap in this country. I read all the I read all the memes from the rednecks when they were taking the flag down. It's heritage, not hate. Yeah, and our heritage lost. They, they miserably. Con- they convinced me that it was the wrong wrong thing to do when you put the flag back up. Hmm. <laughs> what? You don't believe that? No. Oh, you got anything about fucking stars or planets this week? No. You got anything? No. Hmm. Son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Everybody, be sure to uh, <laughs> email Brad at, uh, actually, I don't even know what his email is. Just fucking tweet him at Brad Wiley and tell him he's a fucking cunt. And uh, I don't even care anymore. Is the show over yet? Not quite. It's the dick of the All right, let's end this motherfucker on a fucking high note. (laughs) (laughs) He just nipped the fucking inside of the thigh. (laughs) Just missed my fucking nuts by just like a fucking half inch, dude. Oh, God damn it. That could have ended in disaster. God damn it. This table was in the way. Dude, I'm trying to have a fucking kid. Don't be slapping my balls. I'm preventing you from making that mistake. (sighs) One of these days, you'll thank me. I might not be able to anyway. It's not looking good for the home team. Also that. <laughs> yeah, you have been trying for a long time now. You have been yeah. trying for a long time, actually. They say when you're old like me, if it doesn't happen within six months, then you need to go to the doctor. And fortunately for me, I'm going to the doctor in a couple of weeks, so I'm going to tell her that my fucking super jizz isn't as super as it used to be. <laughs> I need to go fucking get tested out. Yeah. I hope it's me and not the woman because if it's her, then I'm probably going to, I'm going to be pissed because she's been doing like, you know, when you get older and it's like, it's my fault. It probably is. God damn. I hate my life. Okay. So anyway, this one's an easy one real quick. We're going to fucking finish this piece of shit off. Uh, Everybody knows about the whole black lives matter uh, thing going on right now. There's the group, you know, because of all these fucking cops, they continuously shoot black people. I don't know why it's a, they can't see him in the dark. It's, uh, it's a cop, it's cop pastime, man. You know, that's that's in poor taste. What is wrong with you? <laughs> so it's anyway. American peacemaker pastime. I love how that just slips by. So, Bernie Sanders, right now of all the uh, candidates, he's my choice for president. I suggest you all uh, he's, jump on the He's gaining wagon. some ground, man. Yeah, he's been getting huge crowds, and he's surprised doing a speech in Seattle this past week, and he was interrupted by a couple ladies, if you want to call them ladies, uh, that are with the Black Lives Matter movement, and they basically commandeered the mic from him and got up and started it. First of all, 
of all the candidates, especially, you can just rule out all the Republicans. They're all fucking terrible. Even the black guy candidate for the Republicans, it probably hasn't done as much for black people as Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, by far and away, the best one for civil rights. And um, I'm not even going to go into it. So these two bitches, did I say bitches? Cunts. These two cunts jump up there and they take the mic from it and they start fucking spewing all their bullshit about Black Lives Matter and how the candidates aren't doing enough, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? They did it to Jeb Bush this week. Jeb Bush deserves it. Jeb Bush, piece of shit. Um, the other Republicans, makes sense. Bernie Sanders, it makes no sense. It's like that's the one dude that you probably got on your side and you're fucking pulling this stunt. So they did an interview afterwards with um, the host of This Week in Blackness, Elon James and Amani Gandhi. Do you uh, subscribe to that uh, program? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I don't. I've never I, even heard of it. I love to watch This Week in Blackness. It's uh, one of my favorite programs. And so... Where, where can you find it? Um, it's on um, BT. So... <laughs> they, uh, she said after they asked her the question, what would you say to the people who say that you're hurting your cause by exhibiting this behavior at the rally? And uh, the, the leader of the group, her name's Marissa Johnson... Responded with, I don't give a fuck about the white guys. <laughs> I don't. I literally don't. <laughs> wow. Um, that's the kind of attitude that's probably not going to help their movement. Like we said before, um, I think black people get a lot of sympathy. And there's a lot of whites that are empathetic to the blacks and stuff, regardless of what. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of Confederate flag waving, redneck, racist pieces of shit out there. I get it. But there are a lot of moderate and liberal white people who are on their side and understand their cause and stuff. And you see the marches in Ferguson and some of the other places, and there are lots of white people scattered amongst those groups. They're, I mean, they're a part of it. But you pull shit like this. This is where you're going to turn people against you. It's just like the people who riot and stuff like that. It's like you get someone on your side for cause. You need to go about it the right way. Um, and this is not the right way. And then making comments like that, uh, that's really hurting the movement. It's a good movement, but people like her are going to fucking turn the few people that are on the border, the moderates, against them. And that's why uh, Marissa Johnson is my dick of the week. So, And plus you fuck with Bernie. You don't fuck with Bernie. Feel the fucking burn, bitch. No, see, I'm, I see past your bullshit. Why is that? And this all comes down to your race war fucking shit Shut from a few episodes ago. No, I told you. Where we're you're joining, saying how we're... we have to join together, whites and blacks. <laughs> exactly, dude. To go up against the Asians. And the Mexicans. And the Mexicans. And a gladiatorial battle, right? Don't forget the Mexicans. So Is this a gladiator battle? Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 ding. Swords on swords. I, I, I think that you that's just propaganda on your end. I think that's just propaganda. You're just trying to get them to calm down their rhetoric on white people and mm. come to our side. So I, then you can start your new uh, race war, you piece of shit. I, um, I'm not going to confirm nor deny that. But um, that's an excellent point you made. Someone should listen to that. Scott's with me. You, Scott, you really shouldn't be biting anybody. the hand that's empathetic to you. I agree. Although some new information's come to light, and I may have to revise my theory next week on the show. I'm just saying. Oh, there may be a revision. After, after this incident happened. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I've got Uh-oh. some new information, so Uh-oh. stay tuned for next week. There may be a... A new call to arms, so to speak. All right. So Fredo says, speaking of movements, does everyone know about the work movement? I'm sorry. I don't know, Fredo. You're going to have to enlighten us. 
Do either of you know anything about the work movement? I don't believe in work. So. Fuck off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. God. That was directed at Michael. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, then that's fine. I was going to say, why would you treat Fredo that way? Fredo, we got to get Fredo on the show with this. He was talking about your work movement. My work movement? I don't believe in work. You, I believe he's talking about your transfer. My transfer? You went from one department to the other. Yeah. They had to hire two people to do your job. Yeah. Etc. The yeah. one you took a photo of, apparently? What do you mean? Oh, Michael's in trouble. I don't know. Apparently, Fredo's got some dirt on you, bro. Took a photo of my work. I don't know, man. Oh, I know what he's talking about. He's I, talking about your little, your little incident, your accident. Are you talking about dropping ass in my fucking briefs? Yeah. Your your your, I, your bowel movement. I, I put that on Facebook. Everybody <laughs> knows about that. I didn't even hold back. I put a picture on Facebook of it. <laughs> look at me, mom. Look at me. I shit myself. Look at this. Look, look at Fredo being cryptic there. I was gonna say I have no idea. <laughs> no what he's fucking talking about. That was actually pretty good. I like the work. Yeah, if you guys want to see my shit drawers, which isn't that impressive, <laughs> only there's just a couple little dribbles of shit water that came out of my ass. Uh, you can go to the uh, Bropocalypse Facebook page, and that picture is uh, available. And uh, be sure to check out that fine show. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't do it. Please do. Please God. Don't. Please don't, check it out. Don't waste your time. Nobody listens to it. Please listen. Do to not it. waste you your time. Listeners, no. Don't waste your time. <laughs> I'm deba- I know I'm, I got that inner struggle. Should I tell them to not listen to it because it is a waste of time, or because I am on it, I should you be should begging probably, for them yeah, to no. listen to it? You should just. I do think no. it's funny that you guys Mm-mm. took out the counter on the the episodes. Yeah, what the fuck? I, there's a reason behind that. <laughs> no, no, there's a reason behind that, and uh, we'll discuss that off air. <clears throat> I think I actually mentioned it to you. Honestly. No, you didn't mention it to not me. Not to you. You never talk to me. I don't, All right, uh, folks. You slapped me in my balls, and I'm trying to have a kid. Hope you enjoyed I everything. I did not. I missed. But, you but tried. I would have. Definitely check our friends out. And I would do it again, my Pod blocked. Gotta protect my nuts. Our other Canadian brethren. Yay. Yeah. When's Joe going to join us? Is I don't gonna, know. Is he going to be on our fucking I spectacular? Been, I have been freaking lazy, so. Oh, God. Freaking lazy um, ass mother. We've been brewing beer, bro. We need to figure that out. <laughs> Let's and I mean, that. now that we do it on Fridays, it should be easier. Oh, yeah. Uh, We're going to get drunk on fucking beer. Chinger beer on our fucking three-year uh, anniversary show. It's Chinger Pilsner. Yeah, whatever. Bro. Chinger, Chinger, whatever. It's Chinger. God, you're such a bastard. <laughs> you are um, such a bastard. What is Chantal seeing you? Check out all the Huge fucking shows whatever. <laughs> from the Lying piece Digital of shit. Frustration Network. Huge. You lie. I, lo- I love the little opening, cut. the... <laughs> this podcast is part of the Digital Frustrations Network. Yeah, one day we'll have something awesome like that at the beginning of ours. Mm. Because we'll have a network? No. Mm, probably not. No. Hey, I might be in a band here like tomorrow. Oh. Whoa. Yeah, look forward mm. to that next week. Band talk I posted, a, I posted a solo online and I was just like, hey, anybody that wants a guitarist for gigs, let me know. And I've had a few hits. Hey, there we go. Check out uh, our other <laughs> podcast, The Human Challenge. <clears throat> and no, Brad, we're not trying to save the fucking planet. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> You're not going to change the fucking world with the podcast. I'm just going to sit around and do shit with my life. Because fuck everybody. Um, sir, we talk about shitting and jerking off a lot. <clears throat> That's important. Let me say now, so this can be said, uh, the reason that we do stuff like that is because... If someone actually is 
not programmed. <laughs> what? He just said he's an asshole. It's like, I know. I know. Yeah. I'm just fucking with you, bro. I'm fucking uh, with you, bro. The reason you do that is because it just takes one person to go and find something and they're not a programmed, you know. Oh, see, now you're, yeah, you're baiting him because then they're, I, I can't remember which one it was. I started listening not, to the path if, broke off. He, I'm not, he ain't baiting me. I won't let people do that to me. That's, you're talking no, about No, not like Brad. actually baiting, but. Oh. You know what I mean? Anyway, the point of if you doing just that save is like, one life, go away, baby. No, man. There's the reason why a lot of the the things you see in politics <laughs> are the way they are is because of rhetoric and because of how people are spoken to and what they buy into. And you know, provide a voice at the very least. Use it. That's, that's something good, that you can actually do. So do it. That's a good point. And we're gonna get back to that on this show one of these days. Next week, I think. And then also, you know, if you just Fuck really. Off really hate yourself go check out Bropocalypse yay <laughs> um, like I do I, I was very depressed so I was like oh, I might as well listen to Bropocalypse the last now. time I and listened then, to you guys I contemplated suicide so <laughs> no, it was actually uplifting because I listened to you two pieces of shit's lives and I'm like fuck yeah I have something to live for that's what I tell everybody it's <laughs> not so bad everybody should listen to our show because it'll make you feel so it's like watching Jerry Springer it's gonna make you feel so much better about your own life <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm hoping to get on that show. Jerry Springer? No, Propocalypse. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Next next week or the week after, we'll definitely have uh, Eric on. Eric's going to tell stories about when he used to sit in a room with his friends and jerk off. All right, folks. Hope you enjoyed God, it. you're so stuck on that. <laughs> stuck. It's, it's, I've got cum it's in my face. Stuck. Brad, you silly goose. That's what I was going for.